You know, when I hear the pain in that little girl's voice, and it's a genuine pain, and it's hard to describe how she's feeling at the time. I know it's easy to look on a news report or look on an internet post or look on a Facebook post or an Instagram post or Twitter feed. And we can all assume how this little girl feels, but the old saying is so true until you stepped into the shoes of that person, you will never really know how they feel. I just played a clip um, of a little 10 year old girl in a Palestinian girl in Gaza who has witnessed something that no human being, and especially not a child, should ever have to go through in their life. Now, as you know, last week there have been terror strikes between Hamas and the Israeli government, and Israel was moving out dozens of families from the Sheikh Abdul area of the Gaza Strip. And sadly to say, dozens of people have passed away. And a lot of them, they said hundreds, died. And among the casualties were 52 children. And the pain and the destruction she feels, the sadness that she feels is, the, is and I can understand that. Is because no child should ever have to experience seeing death all around her, seeing people dying in front of her, seeing neighborhoods that she grew up in destroyed. You know? And this is not something that she did. This is not something that she created. These were the actions of adults that created that devastation that she has to deal with as a child today. You know, I think about, I think it was six months ago or nine months ago, a little girl, six-year-old little girl was at home with her grandmama in Chicago. She was in her room doing her homework, just minding her business, not doing anything, ever, just oblivious to the world around her. She's doing her little homework. And these fools, and I'm calling them what they are, fools, in a gang, they gang banging, and they're going to face a rival gang. And apparently they think that the person they after is in that house with that grandmama and so they shoot the whole house up, not knowing that there's people in there and not even knowing that the person they act is not even in there, but they shoot the house up anyway. 
Grandmom escapes with no injuries, but unfortunately, that little six-year-old girl ended up getting shot twice. Ended up dying at the hospital. As far as I know, they do have suspects in that case, but again, tragedy brought on by something, a beef, that had nothing to do with that grandmom, it had nothing to do with that little girl. She with Jesus now, though. She with the Lord. She's safe now. She don't have to ever deal with that ever again. And just this last week, in Orange County, California, four-year-old little boy heading to school with his mom and his sister, heading to school. Some dummy in a, in a car shot up that car. Shot that little four-year-old boy in his back. I think the most heartbreaking part of listening to that story was listening to that mother holding her little son as he was dying in her arms. And he's the last word she remembers is him saying, Mommy, my tummy hurts. No mother should ever have to go through that kind of experience of having to bury their child behind ignorant stuff. They got a GoFundMe page being set up right now that's helping to cover expenses and burial costs. But this is a heartbreaking situation over nothing. These kids did not ask to come into this world that we live in today, but we bring these our kids into a world of hatred and bitterness and greed and anger and confusion. And these are the things that they have to deal with. And we, and a lot of times, we as adults don't even think, hey, these kids don't, uh, well, they don't understand. This is just the stuff that adults, trust me, they understand. They got eyes. They can see. They got ears. They can hear. They got souls, too. They're not animals. They're soulless. They got souls. They got feelings. They got emotions. They don't know how they're, they're not fully developed as ours yet, but they got them. And the thing is, they didn't ask to come to this world that we live in, this crooked world that we live in today. And on that last case I talked about, they're looking for the person or persons responsible that shot that car up. And I hope they find whoever did it quickly. Or if that person who did it would be smart enough and be a man or be a woman and turn yourself in. I, I, that's my plea to you. If you did this, whether you did it intentionally or whether it was an accident or whatever the case may be, do the right thing. Turn yourself in. And let's give this family some closure. But I said all that to say this. You know, there was a time not too long ago when kids, all they had to do was be kids. They didn't have to worry about the stuff that's going on in the world. They didn't have to worry about being approached by gangbangers or uh, being threatened by the Ku Klux Klan or 
worrying about the police brutalizing and beating them and killing them or abusive parents or abusive relatives or being sexually molested by somebody. But these are the things that we deal with today. These are the things that our children are dealing with today. They didn't ask for this. You know what I'm saying? They didn't ask to come to this world to have to deal with this stuff. You know, and I guess the thing that bugs me more than anything else is we want to, a lot of times, we as parents tend to put our kids into a cocoon and try to tell them that these things ain't going on, that these, this, we live in a perfect world and everything, you know, not, you know, not everything's Lee with the Beaver, not everything's the Brady Bunch, you know. Not everybody got that white picket fence with the 2.1 kids and the 2.1 dogs and the 1.8 cats. In the real world, here's the reality. You got little you got little girls like Nadine who live in places that are ravaged by war and conflicts over nothing really. You got people like that little girl in Chicago who have to deal with the threat of gang violence and police brutality and poverty and home and homelessness and hopelessness. They have to deal with that and they have to try to survive and try to be a good person and try to raise kids in that. That's the reality that, that takes place in, in cities like Chicago and Detroit and Memphis and Oakland, and Houston, and, and Miami, and D.C. That's the reality. You got, the reality is you have people out there who only think about their own selves. They don't think about the, the, the consequences of their decisions. They don't get the concept that the things they do don't affect just them. We don't think about that. Now, I'm including myself in that. We don't think about the fact that our choices, our decisions have widespread consequences that go beyond you. There are other people who are affected by the decisions you make. The choices you make, don't. the consequences don't affect just you. They affect other people, too. When you make a decision, when you make a choice, and I'm talking to us now, when you make a decision, when you make a choice, please understand that whether that decision turns out for the good or whether that decision turns out for the wrong, it affects everybody around you. I think about when I was locked up. I think about my homeboys getting letters from their kids and all they had to show for it is pictures and memories. That's all they got. They're going to be doing hard time locked up in that prison. I've been in there and done that. Believe me, I know what it's like to see my homeboys. And they just depressed. And they broke down. And they angry with society. They angry with the law enforcement. They angry with themselves, really. Because they're the ones that made decisions and now their kids have to grow up without a daddy or they can only see their daddy for two hours every week behind a fence, behind glass. 
they got to try to parent behind glass and plexiglass and then sending letters and stuff. You know, looking at stuff like this, and I have to think about the decisions that I make. And I think about a lot of decisions that I made in my lifetime. And I'm 50 now. I think about a lot of decisions that I made in my lifetime. And you know what? I thank God I didn't have children or a wife at that time. Because I would have put my family through hell otherwise. I couldn't. And I honestly, I probably wouldn't have been able to live with myself. You know, there are people that love going to the penitentiary over and over and over and over and over and over again. They ones like being in gangs, being involved in crime, being involved in this, that, and the other. You know, I just don't see the joy of it. I don't see it. Where every decision could be your last one. You need to think about that. And especially if you have children. Think about that. Your decisions don't affect just you. They didn't ask to come here. You brought them here. Whether you intended to do it or not, you brought them here. And the least that you could do as a man, as a woman, as a parent, is to give your children the best type of environment possible. Now, I understand that there are a lot of factors that come into that. And I'm not going to go into all the parameters that would take too long. But this is what I will say. As a man, it is my responsibility to ensure that my wife and my children don't have anything to worry about. That their needs, their physical needs, their financial needs, their spiritual needs, their emotional needs are taken care of. That means I have to make sure that they have a roof over their head. You know, they got. I got to make sure that they have clothes on their backs and shoes on their feet. Make sure they got food on the table. You know, make sure that if they get sick, that they can get, get, they have the, the resources and wherewithal to, to get well again. That's my responsibility. You know, I have to man up and do that. That's what, you know, that's what a man does. You know, it should never be a situation where that child has to go out there and do wrong just to survive. It should never be that. It should never be a situation where his, where your wife or your girl has to sell her body and sell all of her to some man just to feed her baby. That's your responsibility. They didn't ask to come here. But since they're here, the least you can do is make their lives comfortable. To make them where they don't have to worry about anything at all. That's what a real man does. Now I know there's a whole lot of perimeters to what's going on in the Middle East right now. There's a whole lot of perimeters to what's going on in Chicago. There's a whole lot of perimeters to a lot of this stuff. There's levels to this. But let's just take it back to you and I. Let's just make it personal. Okay? If you have a child, your mission as a father, and if you are, or if you're a single parent or otherwise, your mission is to make sure that child don't have to worry about anything. That's what your mission is. 
and whatever you have to do to make that possible. And I'm talking really more to the men than to the women. Because if you're a man and you got kids all over the land and country, you know, bro, man up, man. You listen to those kids, they suffering right now. These kids are out here suffering. Because you brought them into this world and you ain't being a man and taking care of your business to make sure that your wife don't have to, or your girlfriend don't have, and, and, and for those of y'all who's like, well, I ain't with my girl no more. I don't want to be with her. Okay, fine. That's none of my business either. But the least you can do is make sure your kids are, are taken care of. You know, don't, 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 don't neglect your children because you don't like the girl. Make sure your kids are taken care of. Make sure your kids don't have to ever worry about well, who their daddy is. Again, that's your responsibility. You know, I understand we live in a crazy, sinful, mixed up world. We live in a world where everything, every role, every thought is confusion. I understand that. And the Bible told us that this is the kind of world we were going to be in before he comes back. But in the meantime and in between time, the least that we can do as men, as fathers, as husbands, is to ensure that our children, the only thing they need to worry about is who's going to be on the swing next. Or who's going to win the, or who wins the, who gets picked on the football or who gets picked to play football. They should not have to worry about having to watch their back for gangbangers or child molesters or an abusive parent or a rocket shooting up in the air. They didn't ask to be here. But the least we can do is make their world a better place. And it starts with us, really. It starts with us as men. That means we got to take responsibility by the horns. We have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And let me say this. There's no, there's no shame in working a McDonald's job. If that means keeping a roof over your head and putting food on the table and making sure your kid got diapers and formula and the money they need to take care of, they need to go to the doctor or whatever the case may be, go punch that clock, bro. Ain't no shame in that. You see all these rappers and all this stuff talking about, oh, yeah, oh I gotta, you got to hustle and this, that, and the other. Well, what do you think all your hustling has done for you? What do you think all that's done for you? What gain have you gained from all that? Forget about your feelings and what you look like. You got a child to raise or children to raise. You got a wife that's looking for you for leadership. It's time to man up and be a man. Nobody asked for the world that we live in today. The world came because of decisions that men and women and others have made. But the least that we can do as fathers, as mothers, as parents, as uncles, as aunties, as grandmas and grandpas, the least that we can do is to ensure that our children and the children that come after them and the children that come after them live in a place that's better 
than the world that they ended up with. That means decisions that we make are vitally important. We have to make the decision to create a world that's better for them. Nobody else can do that for us. We got to do it for ourselves. And we're the only ones that can do it. Anyway, follow me on Instagram at a kid named Rugrat. Follow me on Twitter, who is Rugrat. Uh, I haven't done my TikTok yet. I do intend on doing that. And, of course, the website. So uh, thank y'all for y'all support. Thank y'all for y'all prayers. And thank y'all for listening. Big Mel, who is Rugrat. Happy Monday to y'all. I'm out. Peace.